What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. I'm normalcy. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in and will tune in. This is your boy, Eric. Um, it has been a minute since I have been on the, on the podcast as well as being online, um, at least from a biblical standpoint, because I definitely have not been in the best space mentally and spiritually. And as many have asked in emails and DMs, like, man, what's going on with you, dog? What's happening? Well, life of us, life as a Christian is tough. And all my brothers and sisters, this is not alien to them. They will be the first to tell you, man, it's tough. Uh, for me personally, it's always those things that um, remind me of how where I failed. Um, and the good news about that is, that is not God reminding me of my failures. That never has been, never will be. That's a huge misconception that people have that God is constantly harping on your past. He ain't concerned anymore. Once you get saved, it's gone. Unfortunately, Christians don't do that toward each other. It's just the way it is. Not everyone, at least. Um, so when that happens, of course we go take we go take some pain to it especially if it's our loved ones things of that nature so when those things all pile up it, it weighed heavy on my heart and then everything else started to fall down and go way down and it's still down now but today i just god gave me enough strength to give me my voice because i lost my voice and when I lose my voice, when it comes to speaking up for the Lord, it, you know things are in a bad space. I'm just letting you know. So if you, you don't see Bible studies, you don't see those things, the alarm bell is ringing because it has been stolen. Um, because I've allowed influences to try to come in and speak who I am. When the only person I need to be listening to to tell me who I am is the good Lord himself. However, it's just not as easy as that. Because, let's be frank, the flesh is loud. The new man is quiet. The flesh is loud. You know, if it, if I didn't get a constant reminder by either reading or good fellowship that that skin does not tell you anything good, I think I'd be in a lot worse shape. I'd be in a lot worse shape. You know, insomnia going out the roof. And with all that going on, God is still holding me together. Thank God. And good fellowship and prayer. And you guys always tuning in. I'm sure you guys are always well wishing. You know, those things come through. They impact pretty heavy. So I just want to say that it's good to be able to record. I don't know how. Like... I have fought, normally I try to go on at 8, but it's been, been this way for almost 3 weeks. So I'm sitting at 8.30. So imagine when 8 hit, and now I am at 8.30. I've been fighting. It's like, I just, I don't feel like I can do this, Lord. I can't show my face. But only by 
by the glory of God am I here and I'm here as of right now so thank you guys for sending out your prayers your wishes your emails they matter um, when it comes down to family y'all all know I'm in hostile territory so I am the, the family I got of the few spread and far and few between you know brother an uncle out here now, it, it pretty much gets scant after that but if not for my friends and family that you, you know they're here on the channel on the podcast who would have known that the in other countries in other states that the love is 10 times would it be the people that's just like right around the corner but as like anything what is it with god even though there's distance the closeness is, is unexplainable and so i thank everybody that has that's been here in the struggle because i'm gonna tell you i ain't been by myself i just may not be everybody at arm's reach to give them a hug but you know what i ain't by myself you know so um it's it's trying i look probably look tired it's because i am i ain't sleeping um but i can tell you what hasn't changed is my heart what i mean by that is i'm still loving regardless of circumstances and that shocks even me because i'm like can't i get a hard heart over all this stuff them days you just stay gone man and i'm glad to say it and that's probably a lot where my fight's coming from too because i'm trying to justify how to be angry at others because oh they angry at me let me give it back to them can't do that can't do that uh, i had a good friend and sister her and her husband you know sent a bible verse that was just timely just timely what do you think it said Hang on a second, I'll show you. Well, not show you, but I will read it. Um, Because, you know, I'm over here struggling. I'm not doing any uh, woe is me's, thank God. But I'm just feeling that pain. And that's all right. It's all right to feel pain. It's okay. The thing about it is that really reminds me what being a Christian's like is because it is tough. It ain't no easy road. The closer you get to the Lord, the harder the road gets. So this was sent. And just listen to this. For this is trustworthy, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 19 says. For this is trustworthy. If a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully, for what glory is it if when you have been buffeted for your faults, you shall take it patiently. But if when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently, this is acceptable to God. Let me cut that down and give it to you real straight and dope and just easy and greasy. If you suffer, when you suffer for doing something right, you good. When you're suffering for doing something wrong, it's expected. But see, it don't sound right, right? Wait a minute, if you're doing good, why are you suffering? It's good to endure those things. Those trials are the meanings that get us through as believers. These are the things that help strengthen us over time. Now, I had a video that I'm going to turn to a podcast episode where 
about relationships and a panic button. Now, it was about a dude that I want to, I'm trying to get across the line. Whether it happens or not, it's not the, not the goal. The goal is the people. The goal is everybody around that's listening. But it was amazing. It was called, you know, and I, of course, I don't script anything. So the Holy Spirit led me down a road where, you know, I started thinking about real relationships. Real relationships start when the panic button is hit or when it's there and you either hit it or you don't. See, it's all good when the new car smell is there. You know, everything feels great when new car smell. You you ain't had that for, you ain't had to make their first payment yet. You just drove it off the lot. You still mess around like rabbits. Everything is smiles and and everybody's cheering. It, it, it ain't the, the problem ain't hit yet. One of the number one things in marriage is it cheating? No, it's money. <gasps> yeah, that's not a shocker because everybody want to have money. And either you have your money or you give or, or they just don't. Now, people don't like going backwards. I get it. It ain't fun. It ain't great. But worse is I don't, when you have somebody that's devoted to money. It's all they can see. Can't see nothing else but money. It's going to be real tough to go backwards. And that goes for genders, male and female. Ain't nobody excluded in that. Going backwards. Or when someone makes this mistakes and decisions are made and it puts people, in, it puts the family in jeopardy and things of that nature. That's when the real root of the relationship is exposed. Is it real or are they full of crap? Are you folding your tent up or you keep pushing along? And here's the part that's crazy. In marriage, one person can fold a tent up and the other one keep marching keep marching forward that's left to the man good or bad right or wrong it falls on my shoulders no matter what happens externally for me it matters what i do and whatever happens outside of me is less it's directly connected to me wife wise children wise those things fall on my shoulders so all them if i sin it falls on their shoulders they sin it falls on my shoulders that's just how it works and it's so easy for people to say, oh, man, you out of that situation. What? Oh, don't worry about it, man. It's all good. Just just chalk it up. God will have a new one for you. God don't make replacements. What are you talking about? What, what you what what are you, what are you, you he's going to just you got married under God. You make all your vows. The minute the threat and the, the, the all the evil and it. When 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 hell comes, what up all them vows you said above God? See the difference between when you're vowing to God when everything is good. What about when things get bad? The vows don't change. Why do you think Christ said it's better just to say yes or no? Making them promises and vows is just evil. Why? Because when times get tough, people forget about huh? What you mean? I what? I didn't say that, did I? When times get tough, people want to skate out the back. See, everybody likes to talk about liars. I ain't got no real beef with them. You know what I mean? I can understand a liar. I get it. I can understand a cheater. I get it. A hypocrite? See, that's my line. That's my line breaking. I know liars because all I know is liars around me. Because meet somebody 
they lie. It's the way it is. If you find someone that says they never lie, they just lied. You find someone that says, I like to keep it real and keep it authentic, they lying. Why? It's authentic as long as it benefits their image and especially how they want to be perceived. Can they say they're honest to a fault? Some might be able to say that. It's far and few between, but guess what? There is still some lying in there. How would I say that? How can I say that with such conviction and look right at you guys and say it's true? Because if God said man's a liar, case closed. There ain't a time that somebody hasn't lied in their life. It just it doesn't exist. You could have lied a little. See, God don't do the little white lies, gray lies, Crayola. If you lie, you lie, period, plain and simple. Well, I was drunk and smoking crack. Did you lie? Yeah, well, case closed. The thing that, that bothers me is the hypocrite. See, that's where the religion and even idolatry, same principles, live. And that's where we end today. We're ending today, strange enough, the fruits of the flesh. And it, it talks about all of this. And my God, let me show you just how bad we are. Now, this is Paul. This is the last, the last of the fruits of the flesh, but not the end. Just the last of them. Now, listen to this beautifulness. And tell me, uh, th what did God add everything into the fruits of the flesh? Because you know, if you, if God specifically says this, 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 right? There must be. If He didn't mention it, it must be okay. Not so. Not true. Watch this. So as we read through all of these, you always have to remember all of these things are completely connected to what serving one another. You just, there is no way you'll be able to exercise fruits of the flesh and then turn around and think you will serve people. Oh, I do good with people that don't, that don't know me very well. I do good at business, but when it comes to my personal stuff, I'm trash. Well, that means you were hypocriting up there and you were front faking the front. What happened up there? That's the consistency. If you're gonna be a lie, admit it. I just, I'm straight up now. Look, I look, I lie. It mitigates things that guess what? I'm making decisions for people that ain't cool, but I'm looking at mental health. I'm looking at their emotions and I admit I'm looking at my selfishness. Do I really want to tell them and then have to go into this long, like, man, it's going to be all right. And just, yeah, it's going to be fine, man. Just, just give it to the Lord and, and, I wish I could say I do that a hundred percent. I just don't. The flesh is weak. Do I lean on it as an excuse? Not even close. I'm just saying, look, man. Yes. Now there are some there are some words you can use in there, like something that we do. Hey, man, did you uh, hide my phone? Did my phone repaired and everything great? Oh yeah, everything's fine, man. Truth is, we never had to open it because there was never really a problem with it. That's what we call a placebo. I didn't really do anything for it. But if it made you feel better that I took your phone and took it to the back, sat it down and went about making orders or fixing something else and then brought it back a few minutes later and said, man, you good to go. Then it goes out with my reputation. 
Now, if it comes back and it's broke, then guess what? I thought you said you opened it. I'm going to have to say what? Man, I lied. I just tried. Look, I couldn't find anything. But Eric, couldn't you just say that up front? He wouldn't have taken it. You'd be surprised when people say, just tell me the truth. I can take it. Don't ever fall for that if you look at the track record of the person. Don't you ever fall for that. The best thing you should do, you shouldn't lie to them. But you know what you should say? This ain't the conversation we want to have right now. I think we need to wait a little bit later before we talk about it. Because I, I have learned through positive and negative experience in good and bad situations, nobody likes the truth. I'm just keeping it funky. Nobody. The person that says I keep it 100 all the time, you better be watching your back. Because what they're keeping 100 is just their perceptions of things. Don't mean it's the truth. An example of such is when people are saying, man, I'm right about you. I'm right about you. And then I ask a question. Well, what is the law? Oh, why are you bringing the law into this? Time out. Because he's the truth teller. It ain't no time out there. I want to know what God says about it. What? That's not, it's not. Oh, no. Time out. The truth is uncomfortable on to the people that want to live in that lie. So in time, truth is uncomfortable. I particularly like the truth. I think it's great. I think it sucks. I think it's painful. But I do like the work that comes with it because there is going to be a degree of suffering. I agree. A lot of people don't want to suffer. I just don't necessarily walk against it. I know it's going to hurt. I know it's going to stink, but I can take bad news. Good news, I'm a little bit suspicious because, you know, you've been burned and I'm damaged. So somebody gave me some good news. I'm like, well, I don't, are you, let's give it some time. Bad news, I'm like, okay, I can get that. Yeah, I got that. Because I've just learned how to cope and deal with it. Because I can see, okay, how? why is it bad? How did it go wrong? See, I can figure that out. And I can see the human factor in it and forgive and keep it pushing. When it's good news, I can't examine it well because I don't know. Don't know how it happened. And you shouldn't question it. I'm trying not to question it, but since I know I ain't good, I got to figure why is this good thing happening to me? A lot of atheists will ask the same thing. They don't necessarily admit it. They're going to talk about it. What I mean by... If they go out and they have... if. If an atheist goes out and have a better day than a Christian, that's got to be a blessing somewhere, right? I mean, I didn't get my car towed. I didn't get this. I didn't get divorced. I didn't get... A, it's kind of a good day. But then by his standard, he may also say my day was bad because I don't have a wife. I don't necessarily have a car. It's all these spectrums. But when it comes to the truth, it, all them spectrums get eliminated. It is just the facts. That's all it is. And when we're talking about fruits of the flesh, fruits of the flesh, if if you if you looked at the past episodes of it, it has allowed man, especially Christians, to make a false god that can make well, he, he can bypass what he says in the Bible in support of someone's emotional state. God's just gonna say, I know I said, you know, I don't believe in divorce and I hate it, but you know it's okay. Don't fall in that trap. Boy, you ain't, don't go down that road. 
It ain't a fun road. You, if you're Christian, once you get that information, you can't plead ignorance. You got to go with it. It, it is what it is. But see, if you made your fake God, he going to excuse everything. <laughs> she might excuse everything. It, it's funny, and I'm going to tell you how, real quick. How can you spot a fake God worshipped by a Christian? Here's, a, here's, here's the top number one thing. You can take this to the bank. You can keep this with you. I will tell you this with all certainty. I mean, I'm talking about I'm right on this. Even I couldn't be wrong on this. It's impossible for me to be wrong on this. How can you spot a Christian in idolatry worshiping a fake God? And guess what? No, it's not religion. Don't go there. You thought I was going to go there, but no, actually. Mm -mm. That's not it. How to spot a Christian. Now, I didn't say a fake, I didn't say a non-believer. I said a believer. Well, there's really two things. I'll go with the mildest. They still believe in superstitions. Luck, karma, horoscopes, just, just little things like that. And, it, and it's tiresome and, and horrible, but people still do. I know some, oh man, I, I'm going to play my lucky numbers. Didn't you just say you say, didn't God tell you, ain't no luck. It is what it is. It It is simply that. Well, what if you get seven things in a row? You got seven things in a row. What does that say? You got seven things in a row. What if I got nine things wrong? You got nine things wrong. What if I hit the lotto twice, but I failed all the other ones? You won two lottos and you failed all the other ones. That's it. You can call it a blessing if you want. But you can call a blessing losing all of them or gaining all of them. But all of that goes to now the first one. Who, how do you spot that Christian? Oh, I should have lied. There's actually three. But the third one is real mild because it can change up and down. That's just hypocrisy. That's a, that is a staple in the Christian life. A staple. It ain't going nowhere. It stays in the flesh. Period. You can fight against it, but people will lean into it more than not because they want to, and they'll do it for a good reason. Hypocrisy for a good, I need to show a good showing that God is truly who he says he is. And that's noble, but stupid because it's a lie. You're faking the front. If you're treating the people that you love like trash and you're treating your customers like treasure, you're a hypocrite. I'm just saying, keep it real. It is, and I'm the things I tell you that I'm talking about, I'm guilty of. So don't even think that the fog ain't point. It's always pointed this way. So I can recognize, as my wife would say, if you spot it, you got it. You should not be able to recognize something unless you got it. Well, I can spot a liar. I can spot a thief. Now, you may not steal, right? Because if you see someone put something in their pocket, that's catching the thief. Right? That's pretty simple. So I'm not calling you a thief per se, but as long as you've never stole anything or borrowed and didn't tell nobody or you borrowed it and you never returned it and you know it's still theirs, that's theft. So just FYI, that's what it looks like. But no, that, to that number one thing that can spot, you can spot a Christian worshiping in idolatry as if, and it's always going to begin with this statement. It is, I'm talking about it's foolproof. If you can find 
a way out of it, please email me, tell me, but I know for a fact I ain't wrong. And guess how? How can you spot a Christian worshiping a fake God is when they say, and I quote, it can be derivatives of this, but I quote, but what does the Bible? Oh, here we go. I ain't talking about the Bible. You'll, that's, you know, right there, the God they've been worshiping ain't got nothing to do with the Bible because if they're worshiping God, bringing the Bible into the conversation is a welcome event because now the truth is coming out. Now all the biases go away and now God's speaking. You would think that that would be a good thing. Not when you want to prove a point. Not when you want to feel justified in your sins. Because see, only that fake God will give you a pat on the back. You're doing great. Are you doing that? Are you doing any of the fruits of the flesh? You are? I understand. It's totally okay. You're not doing all of them. So that's a win, right? Last time I checked, God says, be holy because I'm holy. That don't mean be sometimes holy. Be holy on a, on a Wednesday. And so all those days that you're not holy, guess what you're doing? You're suffering. Because you know you should. And it's hard. Because again, I said, I bring it back to the beginning. The flesh is loud like me. It's loud. We speak with the flesh because it, it gets instant results. Let me tell you something. Let's read some of the fruit of the flesh here and see if they don't get instant results. Immorality. That's an instant result. Sexual immorality, emotional immorality. Immorality as a whole. Name the immorality. It has an instant effect on that person. It's, it's like a drug. And since we've been brought up in it, we've been raised in it, and we've been raised on it and have been eaten on it for the majority, the entirety of our life until we died and rose with Christ. That's the only time it stopped. Now we're like zombies eating on human flesh. As disgusting as that sounds, it happens. How do we devour flesh? By doing these things. Let's look at another one. Let's look at impurity. I'm going to go out, I'm going to have my intimate relations outside my marriage, and that's just the way it's going to be. Because my ex or this or that or whatever ain't fulfilling my needs, I'm going to find some impurity to do it. Since I ain't getting what I want from my spouse, my whatever, my thing, I'm going to get some immorality because it will satisfy my hunger. And we can go, and as horrible as it may sound, but look, that's what the flesh does. And that's what we do as Christians to justify ourselves because God says now the deeds of the flesh are evident. Instantaneous. You can spot them easily. Immorality, impurity, sensuality. We can fulfill our sexual and sensual immorality, impurity, just by going on social media and finding a person you want to see in that area, ooh, that, that that's good looking. It don't even it don't take much. You ain't got to go get OnlyFans to see stuff that ain't supposed to be out. It's on Twitter right now. You can go look for yourself. 
Matter of fact, you ain't got to sign up. There's Google, the second most powerful search engine. You can find your immorality, your impurity, your sensuality, your idolatry, your sorcery, your enmities, your strife, your jealousy, your outbursts of anger, your disputes, your dissensions, your factions, your envy, and your drunkenness, and then finally your carousing. All of that is celebrated. We just voted. But I didn't, and I will never vote again. You can all of this happen in, in voting. There's some idolatry in voting. Oh yeah, that's I. He is ideally the man or woman for the job. I worship everything they say. They lied tw twice yesterday, and they never lied. They've been lying for their whole life. They never lied, and I still believe in them. Well, they just lied about that, and it harms some people. Don't you believe in forgiveness? They trying to get off their idol, trying to get that idol off from anything hitting them like the truth again people don't really want to deal in the truth they want to either they want to live in some maybe three states it's either going to be delusional justifiable or validated justify validate should be the same thing but i'm speaking so you can correct me very easily on that one. but let so let's talk about justifiable that's a that's a real well let's say self-justifiable let's do it that way and then validity is something that we can see both what personally and externally so we'll go that route that's a little bit easier so i want to self-justify my actions the reason why i'm in this state is because i'm angry and i don't believe x should be doing it they should be going through this and the fact that it ain't happening to them i can't stand them and there it is then the Bible moves in, and now the Christian, I don't want to deal with that. No, nah, come on, man. I just want to deal with my validation. I want to deal with myself. Just the truth saying that's all that's irrelevant. Let's look at the core of the man. And God does not open a door for choosing the lesser of two evils. If it's evil, it can't be touched. Period. If, for an example, Jesus has never and will never support any candidate in any political situation ever, period. How do I know? How is he going to support someone that's a willful sinner? Well, what if he's saved? How can Jesus support a willful sinner. You know, someone that knows I'm going to have to lie to get this done. Well, he's doing that to get into office. He got into office through sin and now he's going to do righteousness. That doesn't work. Well, how's an honest man going to could do the job and, and honesty is what makes everything go? That's a very good question. Since God didn't ask you to get into those things, you should concentrate on how can I be and more be more holy like Jesus. Eric, that's almost impossible. Yes, but you got to practice. How do you have more time to do anything other than that? Well, when I go to work, I, you are practicing at work. You know how you know you're serving someone, and you cannot serve someone 
if you are in if you're immoral, if you're doing something impure, if you're sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, and we can go down that list. If any of those things are check marked, you ain't serving. You can't serve one person but deny another. That is flat out a sin. You cannot say, Well, I treat all these dudes fantastic, but I treat my wife like why are you treating them better than your shouldn't your wife get better treatment than them? Well, if she don't do what I want. There's that Bible that should come in. But if he says, man, here we go. Then he bringing God in here. Yeah, because righteousness has to speak now. Well, I just want to, again, that's how you spot a Christian that's, fake, that, that's faking the funk with a fake God. Now, they still believe in real God. Yes, absolutely. No, no doubt about it. Well, how do they do it, Eric? Well, when you're in your emotions, because let's face it, a lot of people love living in them because... It, it it feeds them, okay? I personally get suffocated by them now. It is hard for me to have. Now, the emotions I do have suffocate me too. When I see someone living in emotions, it suffocates me too because I'm like, oh, Lord, they're going to bring it to me. Here it comes. I got enough of my own. Now I got to see some more of this. So I go to my Bible. Eric, you always run to your Bible. You're a coward. Absolutely. Because that's where I'm safer. That's where if someone's asking questions and I want to give them the best possible answer that I know they'll help them, that Bible will help. You're asking my opinion on something. You, you're almost asking me, how can I get you into a car wreck? How? Either my testimony or my God. You Typically, that means both. I got to tell you that. Now, if you ask me who's going to win the Super Bowl, we can talk about that all day. But we talk about life lessons. We're dealing with sin and not sinning yeah that will never happen out of my mouth as an opinion i that anything i say well let me tell you something blah 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 eric does the bible say that well you know I, oof, woo. yeah that that's usually how that works so when dealing with sin and you're dealing with the sins of the flesh and you're dealing with these things people will justify these sins of the flesh because they've lived with them we have lived with them our entire life from birth to the time we get saved and then after we get saved god is trying to peel the, our hands off still dabbling and eating off them trays of all those sinful those, those sins of the flesh and strange enough the sins of the flesh taste better than the sins of i mean the than the fruits of the spirit now why would i say that well, I'm not, I can never really say that it's that good, but you know what? Immediately, you can sense any of the the instant taste of any of the fruits of the flesh is that fast. It's evident. Even to non-believers, they'll be like, that's immoral. That's impure. That's idolatrous. How does a, how does a non-believer say idolatrous? Man, you sure are putting that person on a pedestal. That's how the non-believers spot someone in idolatry. You sure follow that person without even bad than eyelash. You sure think that they stuff don't stink. See, real easy to spot those things. You just got to listen. If you like the truth, you got to take that pain that comes with it. It really is. You got to love that pain. And let me tell you something. There ain't a soul on this earth. And, and if I could say something with the most vulgar language possible, there is an impossibility 
that they will never, not a soul will ever make me feel bad about leaning on God, hiding behind God, relying on God, sticking with God, sticking up underneath God. You ain't willing to speak for yourself. You want God to speak. There ain't a, there ain't a soul on this earth that'll make me feel. Those are all compliments. You can call me a coward all day long because I'm hiding behind God. Yeah, <laughs> Yes, we finally on the same page. Because I guarantee that person that think they standing on they, they can stand on their own, well, I can knock them down. I just gotta bring the Bible out. They'll crumble like like they'll crumble like a bad toilet paper that just got wet out of a storm. They'll crumble real easy. But the man standing behind the behind God and being protected by him is a strong man. Now, when people want to call Christians cowards because they hide behind their Bible, then we get to call David a coward. A man that fought with a sword his entire life from a boy till he got old. David was whooping tail. He was taking, he, he was kicking butt and taking names and praying. And guess what he said? God is my refuge. To him I flee. That's David. The man that said, oh, God, that's, that's my boy David. A sinner, an adulterer, murderer. But you could call David a coward. He relied on the Lord's word. Just look up Psalm 119, the most unpopular Bible verse. I mean, Bible chapter in Psalms and in the entire world. Why? Because it's David worshiping the very words that God speak. Very few Christians ever want to read that one because guess what it's saying? David said, and everybody loves to point to David, except when he's talking about how good God's word is. How you go even say God is good if you ain't trusting his word and following it? Remember what Christ said? How you go love me, but not keep my commandments? I should have said it's number four. that you can see when you see a Christian struggling. Are they saying they love Jesus, but doing the exact opposite of what he's saying? These are these little things I'm helping you. Non-believers, you want to find a hypocrite. You see that man says, I love the Lord. I love them crosses. And he said, hey, man, uh, you just did that. Hey, didn't Jesus say that ain't good? Well, I'm I'm saved. You Trust me, you'll hear everything else. But if he tells you, you know, man, you're right. You're right. And that, then he's all right. You just help correct a man. That's God will look favorably on you. Look, look at you, non-believer, helping out my son. There's hope. I'm just being you know, funny on that. God doesn't really say that to you, but it is a good thing that you did it because everybody can go. It takes a village. Non-believers and believers. Non-believers will call uh, Christians out on their stuff more than Christians do because Christians, we're a little soft. I can't take bad news. Don't call me out in my flesh. Just let me, let me be miserable. And I can't do it, man. For years, people have tried to, from criticizing to try to shame that when I'm preaching, I said like, oh, man, you're so angry. And I'm only angry because I'm suffering in the very same things. And I am praying to God that I can find that local support so I can hug her. There's a dude at Family Dollar. Awesome, awesome brother. When I see him. I run across the room like like he was my, like he's just my wife. I hug that dude. Why? I don't get to see him all the time, but him, me and him we can talk about the Lord instantaneously. 
I just run to him and hug him. He's like, man, we hear us laughing. People think, what, Ma, they must be brothers. Well, yes. Same thing happened. I've seen one customer come in and I, I can hop across the counter. And just, those things are too far and few between. So I get angry. Why I got to wait a, a month to see one of my brothers and sisters that don't, doesn't matter how much we argued, they just cannot wait to get back to fellowship. And I got somebody here to go to church three, four times a day, seven days a week, and twice on Sundays. And, and they just as foul. Just foul. I wouldn't want to hear them on the phone for two minutes. Isn't that terrible? So that creates an angry preacher. And I don't necessarily want to be the angry preacher. But it just seems, it just seems, why am I always left to do the dirty work? I don't necessarily like it. If you ever ask me, Eric, do you really like being a preacher? No. Absolutely not. It's not cool to do it. I have asked God on many occasions. I do not, no longer, absolutely, can I just share my testimony and keep my mouth shut? But when I do, as Paul said, woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. Let me tell you, there is a weight that God puts down on you and say, um, you're not going to tell the truth today? Okay. Are you going to say it like that, Lord? I mean... You go talk about the truth today. Come on, man. I just I'm hurting, Father. I get that, but you don't wanna you don't wanna talk about the truth today? Let me talk about the truth. It happens like that all the time. I fight tooth and nail all the time. And people ask, why? But God's been so good to you. Yes, but that new man, I don't get to interact with him all the time. And I because unless I am in that Bible, unless I am in that struggle. The minute I get a, a, a little bit of, of fleshly relief, and I'm thinking, hey, man, things are going great. I seem to forget about the Bible. Well, I'll read later. I'll read it tomorrow. It happens all the time. And when problems come up, what do the Christian do? Oh, Lord, who are you? The greatest name. But when things are going right, God all of a sudden gets all foggy. And guess what? That has happened to me. How did it happen? Some of it came from YouTube. A lot of it came from trying to do external things outside to try to recover and reconcile things. And when both are pushing back, I don't have any backup because I ain't been saturating myself in Lord. So when them things hit, that Bible verse will pop up and I realize, yeah, let me go ahead. And now the spirit is nudging. Don't get me wrong. He's nudging. Hey, man, why don't you get on your knee and pray right now? Look, I'm, I'm playing a game. I can do it later. Why don't you read, pick up that Bible right now? It happens because of these sins of the flesh. How can I? Why would I not want to go read my Bible to feel better? Because I'm angry. That outburst of anger, that strife, them disputes, them arguments. I can't stand it. I can't call this person, have a have a civilized conversation and love them. I got to have all this, all that stuff, that justification, that validation. God, you know, I just need to calm down. I don't want to get in your word in a bad mood. Get in the word with a bad mood. Better to do it there than with somebody else. See, that's what this fruit of the flesh all is. Why is it easier to exercise the fruits of the flesh 
than the fruit of the spirit because the instantaneous reaction to the flesh. That fruit tastes so delicious. It's tasty. We want to get into it and do it again. See, these sins of the flesh are things people want to do all the time. It's on social media. It's on streaming networks. It's at your job. It's as it's as you traveling to your job. It's at a mall. It's in a cubicle. It's next to you when when you're standing in line waiting on something to eat. It's it's happening when you're standing on the other side getting something to eat. It may be happening as you pass through your pharmacy. There is a fruit of the flesh being enjoyed by somebody, if not you. It is arm's length away from you. It is that is that close. Let you get home. But if you got babies in the house, you can. Are they not doing sin? It, it's easy. It's easy to do it. But the fruit of the spirit, that is where the new man acts. And that's what we have no idea about. The thing that you got to understand, brothers and sisters, and that means everybody. When dealing with God, there is no room for justification. There's no room for bravado. There's no room for, well, God, I feel this way. We're not dealing in that. We're dealing in truth. The one person, not a person, it's a person. The most important person there is. One person we can talk to is Jesus. How come when we talk to Jesus, them conversations don't seem to make us go, man, I should go ahead and make that phone call again. Because either we talking to Christ or we're talking to that, uh, that idol we made that just continues to support the things that he that is the opposite of what Christ wants to do. It's hard to walk in the new nature. It is hard. Why? Because we've never had a new nature. All Eric knows is all the things that I have done. That's all I know. I don't know anything different than that. Which means so when you have a new nature and God's telling you that the only way that this new nature, new culture, how you act in front of people, how you act in front of your loved ones, how you treat your loved ones, how you treat your money, how you treat your home, how you treat your body, how you treat your wife, how you treat your, your children, how you treat co-workers, how you treat your job, how you how you treat nature, how you treat uh, your nutrition. God has given a whole understanding and a new culture for us to act in so our nature fits see the nature that you see now that everybody deals with that's the nature of this world the fallen nature everybody can deal with all that you can be mad at the liar you can be mad at a cheater you can be and if it's you you may not want to take on that responsibility of being mad at you may try to hide your stuff or you may try to justify your stuff but it ain't fun when someone point out your fruits of the flesh. That's why it's better to always bring God to that conversation. And whoever runs away, there's the one right there that is running away from the truth. And God will deal with that. You don't deal with that. God deals with that. Because if I try to go and deal with that, I got to worry about that I don't sin. Because if I can, that is huge. That's coming up here in Galatians 2. I don't want to ruin that. But 
it's really important when you say, hey, man, you, you're stepping out of line and someone blows up at you. You've got to be able to say, OK, I'm not blowing up. I'm not going to feed into that. I'm going to go ahead and just say, look, this is the thing we need to do. And they just telling you what they think of you. And you just if you can't do it, cut it off. Because you cannot follow them in sin. God was not playing when he said, don't stand in the way of a sinner. You better move by. You better let them skip on by because they take you with you. It gets a lot worse. So with all of that, when are you going to talk about carousing, Eric? I, I've been talking about carousing. Carousing is the reveling. All right. It is the enjoyment. Look at that word. Comos. The nocturnal riotous procession of half drunken and frolicsome fellows who after supper parade through the streets and torches and music in honor of Bacchus, which is also similar to Dionysus, but that is a whole nother story, which is amazing. A fake God, but nonetheless, people worshiped him, gave him things. So this is Bacchus or some other deity. Notice it ain't particular to Bacchus either or any anybody else that made up some junk. And sing and play before houses and male and females and friends, hence using generally a feast and drinking and parties that are protracted till late at night and indulge in revelry. Revelry is plain and simple, letting loose and rioting. What are we doing? What is the chief thing in, in that whole statement that we saw? There was half drunken, not whole. I'm tipsy, but I'm cognizant that I'm going to do this damage. You know what happens when you're in a revelry? You know what happens when you are just in the moment of something? Let's talk about Charlottesville. We ain't got to go that far. That That's enough. Let's talk about what happened during the Black Lives Matter and the riots out there. Let's talk about that. That's reveling. Let's talk about the Puerto Rican Day Parade where that, there was some serious sexual assaults that were happening out there. You know, the mob mentality <clears throat> where one person's doing it and three people are doing it and they're the ones who are really the ones devoted to really whatever that thing is. But others get to lose themselves in there and just let the inhibitions come out. And before you know it, somebody got molested, somebody got had sexual assaulted, someone got beat up, someone got shot, stabbed, somebody come up missing, uh, impurities happen, you've cheated on your wife, cheated on your spouse, your bar friend, you've, all of it is in that reverie. Oh man, I can't believe I was drunk, I did all that stuff. You weren't that drunk, you drove over there and drove home. You told me do this on. You posted on Instagram. You posted on Facebook. You was very, and your punctuation was better. You weren't stone drunk. You were stone sober because you wanted to experience the entirety of what's going on. Let me put to, put to death that old urban legend that when I'm with someone is stone drunk, that's where I don't remember that me and that me and that person made love for seven hours. And they both saying, yeah, we were drunk. We didn't know what we were doing. Let me go ahead and put that to rest. Do you know one of the greatest things that alcohol would do when you reach that point of no return? You Nothing works anymore. It just doesn't. Now, the other person, if they're not in that state, 
then yeah, they may continue to do something. But if you can say, I was so drunk, I didn't know what I was doing, nothing would happen. As someone who gets smashed on a day on a regular, which is horrible to think about, are they real active? No. They trying to get to that level so that the pain will not be remembered. Think about that. They're not here for that. That may come, but that ain't the goal. The goal is to stop feeling and hearing what is troubling. That could be, yes, something happened to you and you just don't know how to drown it out. So the alcohol aids the reveling, the partying, AIDS, and so I can just distract myself from what has happened to me or I have done to someone else. It's that, let me let go and me not be responsible for it because, hey, it was, everybody was doing it. How you just go single me out? You know, plausible deniability. You know, I, look, I was just as, how you know that was me? I was too drunk to remember. Then how's it, it? This can go along different ways, but you you know where I'm going. You may you can disagree with it. Not Bob, you're more than welcome. But if you're smashed, you ain't rolling. Somebody else may be rolling and you not. And let's tell you, if they still doing something in an intimate manner and you completely passed out, we all know what that meant. That word means. Let me tell you something that has happened, which is pretty. It's not funny, but it's like it'll it'll show something going on. Man finds out wife didn't come home. Finds out wife comes home an hour later. He tells you, she goes, yeah, I was drunk at the office party. And he goes, what's wrong? Why do you look like, why do you smell like another man? You know, she's got, you know, his cologne on. Oh, man. Uh. It, you know, it just got out of hand. I didn't. Oh, what you mean it got out of hand? You know the argument. And then after the argument, it comes out, she might have cheated. Well, she did cheat. But anyway, we're using this as the store. Now, this is there is realness to this, but we're using it as a store so we it's just so I can keep pushing. So, woman says yes. I I was drunk, but I'm gonna tell you something. I I was totally drunk. I don't remember anything. I don't even remember getting in bed. I just, I don't, the only thing I remember was waking up and I had my clothes off. So the husband grabs a coat, grabs her coat, gets the car keys, and he, and he starts to usher her to the front door. And she goes, what are we doing? We're going to go to the police station, just the husband, and we're going to file rape charges on who this dude is. So that way, because if he took advantage of you, then yeah, we got to press charges on this dude. This is not okay. What do you think the wife did? Did she go through with pressing the charges? No. Now, it doesn't take Sherlock Holmes to figure out why. Because it was what? She wasn't that drunk. And this happens all over the country. All in other countries. I'm not saying they're doing that exact thing of going to the police. But it's so easy to say, I was too hammered and smashed. I was the carousing, the revelry. I got caught up in the moment. I just, it just happened at no time, at any time, never can you not come out of carousing. 
you can stop. The problem is not the stopping. The problem is the instant gratification that comes from the reverie. To see someone else doing something, and now if you do it, you're not the only one pointing the finger at it. If you see nine other people doing it, how do they just go point the finger at you? You get to point your finger back. Nobody ever wants to be the last guy with the finger pointed on. Well, everybody else stole them TVs? Yeah, but we caught you. That's not fair. I agree. But it would have been fair if you never got in that carousing in the first place. You don't ever want to be the person holding the bag. You just don't. But that's what carousing does. It will leave a victim and a perpetrator. You will even turn yourself into a victim by indulging in your sins. Absolutely. In a lot of cases with sinners, we are the perpetrator. Because idolatry has to be willfully leaned into. To be argumentative and trying to win something and the Bible ain't got nothing to do with it all, that's got to be leaned into. Can you imagine, name one of these fruits of the flesh that happens by accident. I'm just curious. If y'all can do it, can you accidentally be immoral? Can you accidentally be impure? Can you accidentally be sensual to have sensuality? And just to define sensuality is in a negative sense. It is as legea. I'm sure that I uh, said that wrong. But look what it means. You know, sensuality, you can put it on, on a Victoria's Secret bra. Look what it means. Unbridled lust outrageousness wantonness shamelessness i don't feel bad i cheated on them that's what it is is that by accident what about strife okay what about strife what about heiress what about debating contention and wrangling and trying to trying to arm twist someone to, to have your beliefs and you batter them down with all the words you can to make them feel this big is that by accident is jealousy by accident is outbursts of anger. You know, people say, you made me mad. Impossible. If I can make you mad, then you are the weakest person in the entire universe. Why? Because I can't make you do anything. And if I can, then why ain't you giving me your paycheck? If I can make you angry, why can't I make you do other things? See, that's that whole, I don't want to take responsibility for me. It's always their fault. Well, they both cheated, yeah, and somebody initiated, and someone should not have. Someone should have said no, but they did say yes because they wanted that instant gratification. Well, drunkenness, Eric, there it is right there. It could happen. Notice God put a separation in between the two. <laughs> drunkenness, carousing. Notice <laughs> there's a separation there. Notice he didn't combine the two. Why? Carousing still is willful. Drunkenness is willful to the drunk. God bless you if that is part of your addiction. And that goes to the addict as well. I know all about addiction. When to do that, that's the goal. Not what comes after. It's that's the goal. I wanna I wanna I wanna get high. I don't wanna feel pain. I wanna abuse a painkiller. I wanna not feel anything. That way, when I go out to the club, I can feel it. The goal is to get to that state first. 
whatever happens afterwards, hey, great. Cookies, that, that's just the dessert. But you got to get to this place first. The second thing isn't even important. It's not even the aim. You could care less. You got to get to that state first in order to go do that. That's why it's not an accident. It's willful. When you're disputing, when you're doing what? You're electioneering, you're intriguing, you're trying to get people on your side. You know, another place, another way you can elect and, and, and participate in electoral things is when you're trying to get people to gang up on somebody else. Oh, this person did that to me, so I'm going to tell that person, that person, that person, that person. So when they meet this person, they get blindsided because they got all these votes saying that they suck. And now they can do the same thing. But then they be just as guilty as the disputes. See how that works? Then you got your dissensions, your division, your divorces, your, your separations from family and friends. Because you don't like that dude no more. You don't like that group no more. I'm going to separate people that, that they love from them. I'm going to put a wedge in between this because I don't like them. Either it's by a philosophical disagreement or one that they feel is justified. One way or another, they're trying to divide. This ain't just in Republicans and Democrats, brothers and sisters. Oh, no, this has been going on since day one. Adam put a sedition. He put a divide in between him and Eve. It didn't take long for these sins to pop up. Adam committed these sins. Eve committed these sins. They may not have got the drunkenness. They didn't do the carousing, but they definitely went into idolatry. They sure did. They definitely went to impurity. They defied. It's not hard, is it? Then you got factions, which should be a little different, but guess what? Factions, a harris, which is strange to say, but listen to what it means. The act of taking or capture. Isn't that amazing? A body men following their own tenets. Dissensions arise from diversity of opinions and aims. What do we call that? What is an easier word for that you might ask? Motives. Motives. In order to get something done, you might have to find someone of like manner in order for that to happen. I need somebody to do this for me. Find that dude. That dude may say, you know what? I'll do that for you if you do this for me. Now you got some electioneering. Notice all these fruits of the flesh work together better than Legos. Then you got your envying. Sounds pretty, pretty standard, right? What's the envy? Let's look that up. To envy. Even though we, we know what it means. It means pathanos. Whoops. It all died out. My bad. But anyway, we'll keep going in there because I will not give up. Darn it. So here we go. Share. Because we ain't never go give up. We go, we go fight. Technology does not mean we end. We just keep on fighting. There we go. Bam. Here we Oops, that's not it. Windows. Is that it? Uh-oh. It might not be. Well, we're already closing close, so don't don't give up on me now. So we're still we're at envy. And I it just finally came back up. We're dealing with envy. Envy is pretty self-explanatory. But again, look at that. It's constantly closing. So it ain't going to give it to us. But you know what? We still rolling. Because we got backup, baby. We got backup. So let's look at envying. 
And I promise I'll let you guys go soon. We're not staying that much longer. We just had, I had to cover two weeks, three weeks of ground in an hour. So just forgive me. I just had to get all this stuff through because at the end of all this, there's a simple little passage that was well, not really a passage, the end of the verse that God adds in that covers everybody. So as we go to envying, look at envying. That's, that is F Thanos to envy, the prompting to envy is jealousy to envy. So let's take a look. What is it to envy? To desire the quality, possession, or something desirable attribute belonging to somebody else. I want their life. I want their marriage. I want their job. I want what somebody else has. There's an idolatrous statement behind what they believe in. I think this should look like that. I want that version of I want that idol right there. Why can't I have that idol in my life? The idyllic life. I want to have that. Why don't I have that? Why can't I get that? Oh, it gets worse. And it that's the problem. It always gets worse. That is the main issue. It just gets worse. So we got drunkenness. We covered that. And carousing. Now the thing that we're going to cover that's at the end of that. Look at the end of verse 21. It says an envying and drunkenness and carousing. And things like these. That means any one of those words we can take let's go grab some synonyms go look it up for yourself i challenge you grab any of them words and look up the synonyms it's it's a lot god says and things like these that means there are more sins of the flesh can you imagine what's more than these things i can tell you you might be doing one i know i've done some similar you can do it publicly or privately most of us do both. Biggest thing I can tell you is an opinion. Keep your sins to yourself. Don't try to involve other people in it. Because now a millstone is getting suited around you at men's warehouse. And that tie is heavy. You ever seen a millstone? It's like putting a car around your neck. And God said, I need you to go out there. It's better for you to put one of them on and jump out and jump out and have a, have a nice swim. You will sink to the bottom. But it's better than bringing sin to someone's life like that willfully and trying to damage them. listen to this good stuff now well it depends on how you look at it so as god says these are the sins of the flesh now the deeds of the flesh is evident it's which are immorality impurity sensuality idolatry sorcery enmities strife jealousy outbursts of anger disputes dissensions factions envying drunkenness carousing and things like these of which i forewarn you just as I have forewarned you that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Let's look up that key word. The fact that Paul said it twice, that, that means he needs to hammer the point home because somebody is still doing something. Maybe those false teachers, those Judaizers were trying to say other th things that may be trying to make that work. And God just wanted to make sure that whole everything was encompassed in that one spot. Now, the word, <laughs> I cannot, it says, 
Mock Ruth O'May word practice. Mock Ruth Mock Rothumay. Gosh, what is that? Whew, that's rough. Mock oh I quit. I'm butchering that too bad. Those that practice these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now we think about practice. What does that mean? Now we're all forward thinking people, I pray. Practicing means what? Activity. Trying to get better at it. Trying to develop skills. Now you would probably ask, why would someone want to be skilled at outbursts and anger and, and idolatry and source? Why would someone want to practice those things? If it ain't self-evident, because it satisfies a need and desire for what you want to, what you want to have. It's the bottom line. It's how you want to do it. It's how you want to get it. How do we know that? I ain't. I didn't say anything about that. Let's look at what the Lord said. Back here in this, He's the one that said that. I just surmised it. It wasn't as beautiful as He says it. But listen to this. But I say, Galatians 5, 16, walk by the spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. You got to want to do these things and practice them so you can get good at them. You got to not want to do that. I hope that makes that very clear because I know when I, that's what makes me miserable. There are times I woke up, did I do it? Oh, I did. And there's a lot of tears. And there's days where if I'm not doing it, that victory, I'm pumping fists. I'm, thank you, Lord, I'm skipping. And that's what it's all about. Fighting against practicing these sins. These fruits of the flesh that is the feed, they feed our sin. That's all it does. Do I have to go back to Romans chapter 1 and look at the last verse it says? And they encourage people who practice these things and push them on even further. Find someone who is encouraging one of those fruits of the flesh and that is your enemy. That's the dude or woman that is trying to see your demise. They have fitted a millstone around their neck. They, they, they ain't went swimming yet, but they're telling you come swimming with me. You find someone supporting one of those fruits of the flesh and you found the person that God said, you better not, you better get out their way, you better move to your left or right. Don't you dare deal with that. You better go the other direction. Because all they're trying to do is crank up that inferno. Because if you do more, they get to experience that stuff with you. The carousing thing, hey, let's do it together. That way, we we there ain't really nobody to push the blame really because we both went into it if there's anything i can say right now that i can relate to you is that if you ever want to know what i fight through and what every single christian on this earth alive today it is fighting to not practice any of those fruits of the flesh that unfortunately some of us are very proficient in Now we've got to become experts in the things that 
don't give immediate kind of gratification that the flesh does. See, when we start talking about going to the fruits of the spirit, it's amazing. The fruits of the flesh takes up about three quarters of the chapter. The fruit of the spirit takes about this much. We don't know why. Because those simple truths fulfills and carries the new man. And then that's what we should be practicing, right? But it's tough. Because you can only practice those things when you're walking in righteousness. When you're when you hide behind that Bible. When you're cowardly hide behind that Bible because you don't want to go out there and enjoy that flesh. You find a Christian that tells you, man, I'm good at that. I don't do those kind of things. You might want to start moving out and getting, that, getting out of the way because none of us got control of those things. Practicing the fruits of the flesh is the simple command that God says, why ain't you doing these things? I said, put on the new man. I didn't say maybe put on the new man. And that's what helps fight the addictions, the, the, the drinking, the, the philandering, the enmities, the strife. You've got to turn away or take hold of Christ who did turn away. So when he turns to the left, you are moving with him. You are holding on to his arm because he will have to give you his strength to do it. That's why the Holy Spirit is in us. We can never walk the straight and narrow by ourselves. If the spirit ain't holding us up, we doomed. We will forever have this limp until we are merged in Christ. We will permanently be handicapped and paraplegic because the new man can't walk. It's, he's got to walk with the Holy Spirit. It's the only way it walks. The only way how we walk is we got to walk in righteousness and only Holy Spirit is teaching that. That's how that new nature can walk. It's got to be in truth. It can't walk any other way. It'll stumble and fall and it just won't work. The problem is we have a lot of teachers and preachers and especially those that just say, oh, it's, you, you can do it. It's God wants this specific thing for your life. God ain't singled you out for it. Look, let me just bust a snowflake real easy. And it's sad that I got to be the one to bring the bad news. But you know what? I can handle it. God ain't making special rules just for you. He ain't giving you a, a, a pass in certain areas just because you this thing has happened. There ain't no favoritism. There ain't no, well, you know, this applies to that person, but not to you because reasons. I say that not to be rude, but to look, you, we've got to stop trying to look at that idol God that sometimes we pick up when we want to feel justified in our feelings and put down when we need help. That is such a hypocrisy beyond words. So that's why I can't take nobody serious. And I admit it. I can't stand no liar. You can't stand yourself. Oh, I can't stand no cheater. Hmm. Can't stand yourself. I, I ain't never cheated. Did you look at a woman with lust? Look at a man with lust. 
Because if you did, cha-ching, you got that label. You ain't got to sin by touching a soul. You can sin right here. You just turned that man's wife into an idol for you, and you've envied that. What is what is she doing? Mary taking us taking her clothes off. That ain't your concern. Your concern is to wash them eyeballs that you got. Eric, that's hard. I get it. You're talking to the man that suffers. What's the best thing to do? I gotta go the other direction. And the sad part about it is, it is in more accessible places now that you just got to just. People want you ain't on Instagram as much because I the stuff is too much. I've got to put. I've got to run away. It's too much. There is not enough in my timeline I can fill up because the algorithm wants to promote the things that are what? Fleshly. So I just had to step back a lot. Facebook all, all damn near dried up. Instagram's going down that road. It's just there because I've got to get away from it. If I can't escape it because of by my actions of trying to control the algorithm, then damn it, I got to flee. That's why people don't see those things as much. You don't see as many posts out there. I had to, I had to, I had to go the other direction. But Eric, all you got to do is this, that, a third. Look, that's my fight. That that's what I do. And people pray, and they know this is that. That's why I ain't there all the time. You cannot hang out. At you cannot. Well, it ain't safe to be a bartender, and you're a recovering alcoholic. Just, some people can do it, but it ain't safe. I'm just saying, it's out there. Some people have that fortitude good for you i ain't that guy i definitely need to avoid it so I, it is 9 41 i am gonna close you guys out uh well close you close out and let you get back to your life because y'all deserve to be doing much more than hanging out with me um i just want to say thank you for all the prayers and i'm trying not to cry right now because it just feels good to be able to speak god's word because let me tell you when it's stolen out of your mouth it hurts and it was whoop, it was just just out there you know i allowed that flesh i still practice that flesh and it got me i practice disputes dissensions and outbursts of anger i practice them three things and it got me to this state right now so i have i beg for forgiveness from the lord and the lord is always quick but you know if you and I, i'll leave this with you do not wait for somebody else to apologize to you for you to forgive them let that let that forgiveness fly reconcile with those that you love don't be that dude that girl that man that just just bitter just look like they eating on altoids and lemon juice just bitter just just stop it's too heavy to carry i'd rather and it's me of all people let me tell you my mother would be like what did you do i just want to love right now as sad as that that may sound sad and i just want to love right now i have not practiced that enough in my life i want to i can now use it and be happy yes i want to practice love now i'm running out of people to practice it on. <laughs> that's rough so i had to so god said i'm gonna find you some new folks then and here we are, my YouTube family. Those are around the world that send in emails and, and a WhatsApp call. Man, what's happening, brother? What's happening? You know, I, I, he had to go find, he had to bring some other. Eric, I'm going to let you just not be able to practice love. We're going to bring the family a little bit closer. 
that's what I love to do right now is practice love. And it's, whew, I got I'll t- I'll get, I got a praise report to tell you. So I think I, I said this in another video, but I didn't say it here. So I get to put it on a podcast and it's out there. So we had an issue at work where we had damaged the phone. And then the phone went out the, well, damage, the phone was first good. Then it went out the door and came back damaged. And then we tried to fix it and got further damaged. And at my job, our return, our, uh, the thing they agreed to when for us to repair it, that if, if something gets damaged in the process of it, that, which it, what you, they signed and wiped away and waived any culpability or anything on our side. It's just that simple. That's why, that's why I always tell them, read this thing. If you agree with it, good. If you don't, then don't sign it, but I don't work on it. You know, and that's just that simple. Everybody has that choice. I ain't forcing nobody to sign it. There are plenty of competition. I can tell you who's working today. You let that dude do it. And if they're willing to take responsibility for breaking your stuff, that's the that's the shop you need to devote yourself to. Here, we'll do everything we can not to that to happen. And we'll do everything within our power to make sure it's fixed. But replacements and all that, we that that is there's a limit on it, right? Long story short some things happen and I was out of work, you know, my mental state again and my emotional state is just not in the right place. So I was out of work more and last, I think I only went to work like three to four days in two weeks. And those days it was tough. Like I needed, I was in that kind of state to where I was barely getting out of bed and I, I had to fight to get out of bed, that kind of stuff. Anyway, I found out that they had said some pretty nasty and done some things to my babies at work. So I get back to work and I hear about these things. So the first thing I do is I'm like, I got to take my shoe off because when I put my foot all the way up their backside, I don't want to get none of that dirt. And I was ready. I was ready to chew them out. And guess what? I felt justified because they treated my people like trash. I understand we did some damage. You don't treat people like trash. I was ready to give them both barrels. And I started out and the man asked me a question. First, it started like this. I said, look, he says, look, well, do I got to take legal action? I said, tell you what, the minute you say legal, we in this conversation because I ain't dealing with you on that either. You want to find you want to go to court. You do what you got to do. My voice was raising like that. Right. He said, are you a Christian? And I was like, oh, no. And guess what? Guess what came to my mind? Why not be wronged? If he's a Christian, which I to believe him to be I, I can't doubt it but he asked me if you are you a christian you think god be cool with you just letting this and i'm like you're right he won't be i'll make it right i'll make it right that's the right thing to do because and my people sitting there like you gonna take care of them and i had to say look this is the truth why not be what man they broke that thing why look it is my if it's within my job to to help and fix an issue I go to the extent that I can, and I absolutely took care of that. May not have been to their to their 100% liking, but I would rather be wronged than to have them go out the store and all this other stuff going on. That dude did not want to go down the road he was going, and he asked a simple question, and I was angry with him at first until I realized he did me a favor because I was willing to not be wronged and who would have known what it came from that situation? So some money came out of pocket. I had to I had to buy another phone. 
got them the best I could, let them know the extent of what I can do. And I said, this is the extent, this is what I'm willing to do. And as we get it done, I extend my hand out, I shake it, I tell them, man, I'm sorry, I lost my cool. I tried to justify the attitude that, I was get, that you gave my guys to where something I could just tear you up. I felt like this big, I felt like crap. But it was good that my people could see that I was like, they really did it. I was wrong, dude. I'm just being honest. Now, I didn't say what they did was right. But I was responsible because I am the head there. I'm the franchise E. I'm the guy that's, I'm in charge of that. that. That's my purview. He came into my shop looking to be helped. He's a fellow Christian. I would do the same thing for, for any customer. It doesn't matter. You saved, don't say, I don't know you. Muslim, it like, doesn't matter. But it just so happens that their attitude as stank as it was i saw more good in their face on the daters like look man we just want to say thanks and before you know it everything was ironed out but i tell you god had to do something and here i am thinking like man you know you just paid all that money for a new phone uh the guy got away with it blah 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 i said you know what if he did because i never saw the phone that got damaged anyway anymore so whether that phone works or not that ain't got nothing to do with me the fact is that if if we damage this phone to the extent to where he feels wronged then guess what I, then i'd be wronged in the process whether you can say well eric your policy should have stood up for it that ain't the right thing to do because if it was your phone and i told you the same thing wouldn't you want me to do something about it? Even though I know I got the policy to back it up, if we went to court, it would have held. And but what what kind of what would that say about me as a person? And in little time that I'm in, it'll get around quick. But you know it'll get around even faster because they know I love the Lord. So how fast do you think they can get to social media and say that dude's a hypocrite? I ain't afraid of being called a liar, cheater. Mm -mm -mm. I'm scared of being called a hypocrite because that means I'm I'm lying on God, telling him how good I'm so good, telling God I'm so great. I can treat people how I feel. I can get the same voice that I cuss a customer out with, which I don't. It's the same voice I'm saying God is good. Y'all be looking at me like, come on, bro. Come on, bro. We seen you. That's why it's better to live out loud than to try to act like something you're not. That's why I go on record. I ain't the good guy. I'm not. I want to be. Eric, you're a great guy. Yeah, no. Nah. I, I'm a guy that's trying to do everything I can to keep my faith toward Christ so I don't stumble any further. That's the extent of Eric at that point. And they, even Eric at that point is dead at that extent point. Thank God, because anything over that is where the new man starts to act. So I've talked for extra 10 minutes. Um, I hope you know you guys. I love you very much. Um, things have been tough. Um, I, I see my people while I'm talking at the end. Oh, let me close out the podcast. So I love you guys very much, and I'll see you guys soon in the next one. Know that I'm praying for you. In Jesus' name, I'm praying. Amen.